Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season one. I'm your host, Jess Savanko. And I'm your host, Mia Savanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 1, Episode 17, That 70s Episode. It originally aired on April 7, 1999, and had 6.68 million viewers. So it starts in the manor. Uh, They're in, like, the sunroom. Phoebe and Prue are sitting at a table looking through pictures and photo albums. And Phoebe says how there's no pictures of her growing up. And Prue's like, well, that's impossible. You weren't exactly camera shy. And Phoebe starts pointing out different pictures, all of them, which are her and Piper and her and Grams, her and mom, her and dad, and how none of them are with her. And then Prue's laughing and she points to a picture of Phoebe and Grams. And Phoebe's like, oh, wasn't I so cute? (laughs) And then she shows one of her and mom when she, her and their mom when she was a baby. And Phoebe says, wow, I don't even remember that. And we find out that she was about two years old in the photo. And she says she died on us a year later. And then while that's happening, Piper walks in, freaking out and looking around for a pen and paper, saying that they're running out of time. And she says that she thinks it'll be easier if they just write him a note. And Prue's like, who's him? What are you talking about? And Piper says, you know, what's his name? As the doorbell rings. So they go over to open the door and Grams' friend, who apparently comes every year on the same day at the same time with flowers, shows up and they all, or Piper goes to open the door and he says, flowers from Miss Penny Hallowell and almost drops the flowers. And Piper freezes him before they can hit the ground. And she's like, I can't believe this. Every year, he always drops the flowers. And so she grabs the flowers before it falls to the ground and he unfreezes. And he says, five chimes, that means you froze me. Talking about the clock, which I guess, you know, the time he came at, he was counting the chimes. And she starts backing up. And he says, that means you have your powers at last. Call me Nicholas. Your mother did. And then he puts this ring on with this big red stone and he turns himself young again as opposed to the old man that he was when he pretty much opened the door. And then he says, I had to appear to have aged over the years, otherwise he would have been suspicious. And he smiles and starts getting into the backstory of how this happened and saying 24 years ago, he made a pact with their mom giving up their powers to him for her life and he blessed and she blessed his ring giving him immunity from her their powers so he could become invincible and then he starts using the ring and the power in it to kind of slowly kill them and he's like your blood is boiling soon you will die and as he's doing that Phoebe kicks him in the leg and 
they're able to get away for a second so they run up to the attic and they start going through the book of shadows as quick as they can and piper's like why would mom make that deal and phoebe says that she found a spell to unbind a bond and she chants the spell and white orbs appear and they disappear and then reappear back in the attic while nicholas was coming up the stairs kind of a <laughs> kind of a lot <laughs> Yeah, so hot opening here. Seriously. <laughs> we meet the villain and we get a lot of backstory. It was a lot of exposition, but it did work for the scene. Like, I didn't think that it was, like, a problem. Though I won't say that about everything that's exposition that we get in this episode. Yeah, I agree. There were definitely, well, we'll get into that. But um, this scene, I, I thought it was pretty good. It did happened very quickly but we got the little bit of information that we needed for it to kind of make sense in some way and then there's still a lot of mystery you know like wondering why she would do that and what happened and what's going to happen next like they're mid getting attacked how are they going to get out of this so quick you know so I think it was a good like lead-in yeah, definitely. And I also like the opening, you know, with kind of Phoebe and Prue going through those photos and, you know, kind of the way Phoebe's reacting to her younger self. Cause I feel like I look at like photos of me when I was a little kid and I'm like, oh, I'm so cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I do the same thing, but it is good too. And it kind of is something that comes up again in the, you know, further along in the episode, which like I said before, I, I always love the way that they kind of wrap everything together, tie things in. Yeah. And I like that, you know, I think slowly over the series, we've kind of been establishing all these different like family relationships that each of the characters has. And so I'm really excited to explore more about like each of their connections to their mother in this episode, um, as we obviously get into what will start in the next scene. Yeah, me too. All right. So then from there, we pick up and we're, we seem to be still in the attic. At first, the sisters are confused because they think that nothing happened and the spell didn't work. Then they hear a phone ringing and they're walking towards the stairs and they realize that like the ringtone isn't familiar. So it's not their phone that's ringing. Downstairs, they hear a woman answer and she says, Hallowell residence. Piper and Phoebe kind of push Prue out into the hall to like go see what's going on. And Prue sees that Grams is downstairs and she's on the phone with someone named Donna. And Prue and Piper, as little kids, walk into the room and Grams is telling them not to run in the house and they kind of leave. Then Prue comes back into the attic and Piper asks her, what did she see? And Piper's like, was it the warlock? And Prue says, no, us. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we are back in time. Yeah. Now we're getting the idea that we're back in time, them as little kids. I cannot wait. This is one of my favorite episodes too. I love I love it. We get to see their whole history and I'm really excited to get into that. Yeah, me too. Um I'll say that this is also one of my favorite episodes for sure. Definitely one of my favorites in season one anyway. Yeah. And I really, really cannot wait to talk more about 
my um their childhood powers and everything else that we're gonna find out in this episode yeah me too okay so then the theme song plays and i did notice this too that they because have we mentioned how they normally show different clips of the city before they get back into the episode after the theme i don't think we have um because it always just kind of i was like oh whatever they're showing scenes from the city so i never included in my notes or like mention it but i mean anyone who's watching sees that every week they kind of include these little clips from different places in san francisco to kind of highlight the city right well i i think this is the first time that i've really noticed or at least that i remember the that they changed it and you know got some 70s scenes like the roller disco the gas stations movie theater playing jaws and you know all that type of stuff i don't think i ever really paid much attention to that before but i think it's cool that they kind of changed it all to the 70s scene yeah no i don't think i ever took note of it like in my previous watches either because i'll be honest i don't pay that much attention to that part like sometimes i'll glance at the bottom to see like the guest star names coming up but i don't really like I'm not like oh my favorite part of the episode is when they show those random little clips <laughs> of the city yeah exactly me neither uh but it was it just was interesting little you know thing they put in there yeah um, well anyways so now we are in the manor in the 70s and they're in the attic still and Piper's like how do you know we're back in time what if we brought the past to us accidentally we've done it before and Prue points out all these old objects like from their childhood that were still in the attic that they've gotten rid of years ago. So this has to be the past. And Phoebe is looking in the book for the spell that got them there. And apparently the spell just hasn't been written yet because they can't find it anywhere. And Phoebe is concerned thinking that they're screwed. And Prue's like, well, at least we're alive. Uh, Nicholas is still in the present. Like, he can't get us now. He was going to kill us. And then they're trying to figure out what to do. And Prue suggests maybe going downstairs and just trying to tell Gramps who they are. But Phoebe and Piper don't think it's a good idea because she wouldn't believe them and her heart condition and all of these factors. So they decide that they need a different plan. But first, they need to just get out of the house. So they start sneaking down the stairs. And Grams is on the phone again, but this time she's on the phone with Patty, which is the girl's mom's. And she's saying, what premonition? That's impossible. You don't get premonitions. And Phoebe whispers to Prue and Piper, I thought you said mom's power was to freeze time. And Prue's like, it is. And Piper picks up the phone up, she walks back up and picks up the other phone in the house to listen to the conversation and they all join and listen in and they hear their mom patty talking about how she felt a twitch in her stomach and, and then saw three women warlocks and one of them were t- was taking through then grams asks if she's still nauseous and tells her she should come home from buddies and piper wonders if they're the three warlocks that she saw and Prue's like we just need to get out of here So they start walking down the stairs and they see their young selves running to Grams as she calls them. And in the sunroom, young Prue uses her power to move a chair in front of the door and blocks Piper from going through. And the girls seeing this are all surprised because they didn't know they had powers back then. So they were like, whoa, I didn't know we had that. And they're all shocked. 
so then they walk into the room and start looking at little Prue and little Piper and they kind of seem to recognize each other and Prue baby little Prue (laughs) Jesus Christ little Prue is like pointing out beauty marks on Prue and Prue's pointing them out on her and how they're similar and then as this is happening Grams walks in and sees them and she drops a plate that's in her hands and Prue stands up and she's like we can explain and (laughs) Grams just instantly goes puts her hands out and she's like warlocks be gone and they get thrown from the house like on their asses to the front yard and they get up and run and they're like she's one scary witch (laughs) grams was powerful yeah no i love this scene honestly it kind of brings me back to in um the episode with victor where prue like throws him i feel like the like (laughs) effect is very similar it totally is the way they get thrown back like that and you see them moving through the halls like it's so great I love it. Yeah, but no, I would definitely be terrified of Grams if I was a warlock with that power. She's just like, warlocks be gone, and they're fucking out of there. I know. I love the way that we see, you can tell Grams is very in control of her powers, and she does, you know, she. we've learned that through Melinda Warren, they have these three specific powers, everyone in their family lines, so... I think we've already figured out Grams has Prue's power, you know, to move things with her mind. So to see her doing the things that she does in this episode, like having that much power, and I feel like she, well, I guess we haven't gotten to it yet, but she does other things that makes it seem like she has powers besides just moving things with her mind, which I assume were spells that she's cast and potions that she's done. But I wonder, like, the fact that they can grow this strong I wonder if the girls are going to be doing that to amplify their powers in the future like it's cool to see where they could head you know yeah I'm wondering the same thing and also now that we're here because you know Piper had mentioned or Phoebe had mentioned rather that Patty's power is to freeze time we've seen that Grams can move things and we'll see some other like power type things like you were saying but if we think back to the episode again, the one with Melinda Warren, where Matthew Tate had mentioned that if they have siblings, they have one power. If they don't have siblings, they're supposed to have all three. But here, we're not seeing that because I don't think it's implied that either Patty or Grams have siblings. And yet they only have one of the three powers because, you know, Grams was so shocked that Patty would have a premonition. Yeah, exactly. So, And we know know Patty's the only child. Mm -hmm. That I feel like we can... I mean, I, don't, I guess we don't know m- about Grams' history so much. Like, if she Yeah, I guess she could have had a sibling. But it doesn't seem that way. And actually, maybe, I guess later in the episode, they do say something that would make it seem like Grams may have a sibling. What is it? Where she's like, I must have named you after my favorite aunt. Oh, yeah, true. true. But then again, that also could have been the grandfather. So who knows? Yeah. But I, I don't think Patty has any siblings because I feel like we would have heard about that or she would have had some relation to the girls and Grams as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember Matthew implying that if they don't have siblings, they get all three. I thought it was just 
No, because remember when he oh, first okay. attacks Prue, he really wants her to freeze him, but she says she can't. And he said, oh, then there must be more of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at so, the same time, we only, he had been locked away since Melinda Warren and only knowing that, I mean, knowing that she was the only one at that time, all he knew was that she had all three powers. Yeah, and maybe her daughter did too. Yeah. Um, because he would have oh, known true. that. But who knows? I mean, honestly, it could just be one of those season one continuity out errors that we've been mentioning will come up. So, but I yeah. just wanted to mention it because we mentioned it before. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just didn't thought about it. But yeah, you know, if anyone has any opinions on this that they want to chime in, I'm, I'm all ears because I'd really like to know if people picked up on that, if it was something they were thinking about, or if it's just something that seems like unimportant to the storyline i'm interested to hear people's thoughts me too yeah anything else from this scene we want to mention uh not really i mean aside from them recognizing the kids and graham's throwing them out like it it just kind of seems like push it's just pushing the story you know mm-hmm like it's yeah. showing that they don't have that trust yet so this isn't going to be easy to figure out yeah and also I mean it was pretty cool to learn that they had powers as kids because we never knew that before oh yeah that too um they didn't even know they were just as surprised mm-hmm. but it's cool because we're gonna get the the kind of explanation behind it all in this episode you know yeah so then we're outside where they've just got thrown on their asses by Gramps. And, you know, they're talking about how they don't remember having powers at that age and Prue saying how she thought they got them for the first time last year. And, you know, Piper's kind of like, well, we must have lost them before we can remember having them. And then they cross the street and they're kind of walking slower now. They're more calm. They don't think Gramps has followed them out to do more damage. Phoebe picks up a newspaper and she noticed the date is March 24th, 1975 and says that mom is barely pregnant with her, which would explain, you know, how they were just talking on the phone about how Patty was nauseous and how, of course, Patty got that premonition because it would be Phoebe's power that let her see that. And they also realized that this is the day that Patty made the deal with Nicholas, so they must have been stopped sent back in time to stop the pact from happening and they have to go see Patty. They decide that the best plan is to show her their powers and that only two of them should go since she's on the lookout for three warlocks and if all three of them show up she might be suspicious right away. Um, So Phoebe says well since I don't have any powers to show mom I think it should be you two. I'll stand outside and keep watch for Nicholas. And then Piper says it isn't fair that Phoebe won't get to see mom. And Phoebe says it's not, but I got over that a long time ago. I don't need to see her now. And we see like both Piper and Prue's faces look really sad when Phoebe says that. And Phoebe's like, really, it's okay. We better get going before we miss her. That is sad. I, it's sad to think that Phoebe is the one that has the least memories of their mother, you know, mm-hmm. dying so young the fact that Grams didn't try to follow them or like stop them knowing that or at least she had she believed that they were after the girls you know and just sending them outside was not going to be enough to stop them 
Yeah, I mean, maybe she was, like, she wanted to wait until, like, Patty got home because she, because, like, we'll see in the next scene, not really a spoiler, that she calls Patty to come home. Maybe she didn't want to, like, risk leaving them alone. So she wanted to make sure, like, either her or Patty was there with them and then one of them could go after the warlocks. Right, that makes sense. I I forgot that that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So then we move on to Buddy's Diner where Patty works and we see Phoebe outside uh, keeping watch for Nicholas and Prue and Piper walk into the diner and Prue's like, whoa, diner hasn't changed a bit. And then they're looking around, they sit down in a booth and they're looking around for their mom. And then they see her walk out of the kitchen with cups and she's a waitress and they have her in like this slow motion kind of looking around, smiling, looking all beautiful. And Piper's like, wow, she's so beautiful. And Prue agrees with her and then she turns away. And Piper says she doesn't remember her working there, And Prue says that she got the job when their dad was gone because she needed to pay bills. And she said, I remember she would come home late at night and she would kiss me and she always smelled like burgers. And then Piper says, you're lucky you have a lot more memories than I do. And Prue's like, well, at least you have some. Poor Phoebe, she doesn't have any. And then Patty comes back out of the kitchen or like, you know, back outside and towards them. And Piper's like, like, oh, God, what do we do if she recognizes us? And Prue's like, well, you freeze the restaurant, and then she'll believe us when we explain ourselves. And then Patty approaches them, and she asks if they're ready to order. And they're both kind of staring there blankly at her, like, just pretty much in shock that she's in front of them right now. And she's really confused, and she's like, "Uh, I'll come back. But they're like, no, no, no. And then (laughs) Piper's like, we're ready, aren't we, Prue? And Prue tries to cover it up because she doesn't want her to know that they have, you know, that her name's Prue. She's like, "Uh, prunes. We want to know if you have any prunes. And then it's like weird and awkward. And (laughs) Patty asks if they've met before because they look familiar. And Prue's like, yeah, you do too. And signals Piper to kind of freeze the room. And Piper starts trying to freeze the restaurant over and over again, but it's not working. And then Patty's kind of looking around like, what the hell are you doing? And then Prue tries using her powers, but they don't work either. And then uh, someone calls from the kitchen and says that there's a phone call for Patty. And she tells them that she'll be back and starts walking away, but like has a look on her face, kind of like, you guys are weird. Like what the hell is going on? And then as she's walking away, Piper's like, wait, we know you're pregnant. And Prue looks at her with like this dirty look. And Patty's like, what are you talking about? Piper's like, this is going to sound really weird, but we're actually your Prue's cousins from out of town. And Piper's like, we need to tell you something important about the baby that you're carrying. And Patty says, not that it's any of your business, but I can't get pregnant anymore. It's medically impossible and she leaves and then they're like they have bigger problems than not knowing than her not knowing that she's pregnant because they have no powers so they have no way to stop nicholas and or to prove that they are you know charmed ones and then piper's like well maybe only one set of us can have powers at the same time in the same time and then we move to 
the back of the diner where Patty's on the phone with Grams and Grams is like that premonition you had. Did you see what the warlocks looked like? And Patty's like, no, I didn't see their faces. Why? And she says that they were at the house and had Prue and Patty's like, okay, I'm coming right home. And she hangs up, looks at Prue and Piper one more time. And then she leaves out the back door to go home. Yeah. So I think I'm getting the sense here. Um, and it's a sense I get a lot, you know, just how much like Prue really cares about her sisters. Cause we even see it in the way she's like to Piper when she's like, oh, well, like, you know, at least you have some memories of mom. Like, I think she really feels for Phoebe in that sense, because I think Prue really recognizes how lucky she is to have gotten like so many more years with their mother than like her sisters did. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same thing. You can tell that she, she has a hard time seeing her sisters go through that pain. And even in the last scene, how sad they were for Phoebe not being able to see mom, their mom, you know? Yeah. And I also want to bring up something, you know, that we brought up in the Melinda Warren episode. So the woman who plays Patty, I think she's gorgeous. So like the way the girls are reacting to her, I totally get it. Um, And I also think she looks a lot like the woman who plays Melinda Warren, which I think we did mention in that episode. Yeah, I I agree that she's really pretty. And they definitely picked someone that has similar features and does look like Melinda Warren. Yeah, even like the girls. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, like, one thing I notice is I think that I see a lot of similarities between, like, the way she looks and the way that, like, Alyssa Milano and Holly Marie Combs look. And then with Grams and Shannon Doherty, I see a lot of similarities, too. So, like, I definitely see them as a family. Yeah, me too. It definitely, it's, it looks real. Like, it could totally be grandma, mother, daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah which I like the way that they do that, Mm -hmm. made it seem as realistic. And the actor that plays her is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I'll also say that, like, when I would watch the show when I was younger, I always thought of Grams as being, like, so old, but, like, she's young, and she looks young. Yeah, she was not that old then. Like, I don't, like, my guess would be that she's in her 40s. Like, I don't look at her and see someone who's, like, a grandmother age. Like, I see someone who's, like, my mom's age. Yeah. She's, like... She looks like around here, especially they were younger. So I would say probably like 40s to early 50s at best, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, which is interesting because like they have her playing, like the same woman plays her in like the 90s as in the 70s. It's not like they like recast her. Yeah. Um, And so she doesn't look like she was, you know, in her 60s or 70s when she passed away, which given the girl's age is where I would assume she was around. Yeah, definitely. Didn't seem like she aged much, unlike Nicholas. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah, time did him dirty. (laughs) I know, seriously. Oh my god. Or was it the bad Um, makeup of the 90s trying to age people? (laughs) Yeah, that was a great look. He (laughs) Definitely something. So I think it's interesting that we find out here because we get the idea, you know, that Victor and Patty are broken up. And this is what I'm wondering, too, because when we saw the flashbacks in the episode with Victor, when Phoebe was one years old, they were together. So I guess they broke up before, got back together because she was pregnant with Phoebe and then broke up again. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess that must have happened. 
Yeah, I'm sure there was probably some on and offness between them or another just error in the show, but I guess you can form some logic behind it. Yeah, I mean, my best guess is probably that, you know, because he did mention that it was kind of like Grams and the magic that tore them apart. So maybe that's what happened. He tried to make it work again for, you know, his next daughter. And then it just, they were having the same problems and he left would be my guess. But yeah, probably. I can't really say because I don't know. And I don't know that the show will ever answer that question for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that that we really get an answer on that so I guess we're free to make our own assumptions yeah I also love the writing in this scene I like the awkwardness of it um the looks that they kind of give their excuse me the looks that they give their mom and that she gives to them I think it all like plays really beautifully together and I think that all these actresses have really great chemistry with each other on screen and we'll see that even in the next scene with Phoebe and the mother yeah I agree. All right. So then we are right outside the diner and Phoebe is still standing on the side of the building and Patty comes walking out and they bump right into each other. And, you know, they're looking at each other. They're picking up her things. And Patty's like, sorry, I'm such a klutz sometimes. And Phoebe's like, really? So am I. And like her smile is so big. It's adorable. And like she picks up crackers and cigarettes and Patty's like, oh, like, you know, I have an upset stomach. That's why she has the crackers. And Phoebe's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be smoking. It's bad for your upset stomach. And Patty's like, oh, you're very sweet. And then she's like, I've got to go. And that's when an officer approaches them and asks if everything is all right. Phoebe immediately recognizes him. It's Nicholas. And Patty starts to walk away and Nicholas is like watching after her. And that's when Phoebe tries to, like, distract him and, like, ask for directions. But he literally just, like, pushes her out of the way and is like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And then we see Patty get in her car across the street and drive away. And Phoebe follows after Nicholas. And then she just, like, kicks him and takes his keys and throws them away. And then she runs into the diner and goes up to Prue and Piper and tells them that Nicholas is there. So they all start running out the back. And that's when he enters and sees that they're not there and he's like super pissed off. And that's the end of that scene. I just, I love Nicholas in this scene. The, <laughs> not even trying to be, to act like a decent officer or anything, just so obviously only focused on Patty. And she just yeah, had no clue. Like... He was so creepy about the whole thing. He was just like, move, bitch. I know, literally. He's like, get out of my way and pushed Phoebe. Jesus Christ. If only he knew who Phoebe was, he wouldn't have been doing that. I'll tell you that. Wow, seriously. So there, I think Phoebe's smile and reaction when she saw her mom and the way she was trying to talk to her and be all sweet, like you could tell she was just genuinely so excited, you know? Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. And I loved the way they did this scene. I thought it was so cute. And even Patty just, it's weird because she, in these scenes she was kind of looking at the girls like all three of them like like she might know them from somewhere you know mm -hmm. and even asked if they look familiar and so when she was when they're all staring at her intensely instead of being super creeped out by it she was kind of like looking at them back like something's going on here you know 
Yeah, exactly. So I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm glad Phoebe got to have her run in with Patty and got to meet her, basically. Yeah. And to kind of go back to, you know, the Nicholas and Phoebe interactions, I just love the physical comedy of that scene. Like, the way that she kicks him and, like, he runs after her and he, like, pushes her out of the way. Like, all of that is so funny. And I think it really, like, adds something to what is... Like, we go from this really cute, sweet moment to, like, that. And it just, it works. It's really great, like, pacing and kind of, like, juxtaposition of the two parts of the scene. So it really yeah. works for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that it, it was good timing, good pacing. Everything about it was just perfect. This was a really good, well-put-together scene. Okay, so then we are back outside in their neighborhood. And the sisters are walking and Piper asks if Nicholas was wearing his ring, but Phoebe doesn't know. And Piper's like, well, good thing you were there, Phoebe. So that was probably when Nicholas was going to make his move on mom. And then Prue asks if Phoebe's okay. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't expect seeing and talking to mom for the first time to feel so overwhelming. And the girls are kind of like just understanding of it and then they look over outside the house and they see that their mom's car is parked in the driveway by the manor so they're like okay at least we know she's home but they're not sure how to get to her because Grams must have told her about them and what they look like and Piper says that they're gonna have to wait for Nicholas to show but they don't know what they're supposed to do without their powers and then Phoebe's like, well, technically you do have your powers still if you count Little Prue and Little Piper. She's like, we need powers and they have them, come on. And so they start walking towards the house, obviously going to go get Little Prue and Piper. So then we're inside the manor and we see the girls sneaking in through the laundry room. And Piper's kind of like, well, what if Brams catches us? And Prue's like, she'll kill us before Nicholas has a chance. Then Phoebe leads them over to this vent in the kitchen where they can listen to Grams and Patty's conversation. And Grams is telling Patty how Victor is not coming back. And Phoebe tells them she used to listen to them for hours. And she goes, especially when you used to sneak Andy up to your bedroom in high school to Prue. <laughs> and Prue was kind of like mad, but then she's like telling Phoebe to keep listening and that her and Piper are going to go find the little versions of themselves. So then we go over to the sunroom where Piper and Prue are fighting over a doll, both versions of them, because they're kind of like, you stole it. Yes, you did. Like that type of thing. <laughs> and then little Prue uses her power to take the doll. And that's when adult Piper is like, hey, that's not fair. And little Prue is like, oh, you came back. And they say that it needs to be a secret. And little Prue says, okay and tells adult Prue that she's pretty and little Prue and, and adult Prue is like, oh, so are you. And that's when little Piper is like, Graham said you're bad people. And Piper is like, no, we're good people. We're just like you. And Prue says, yeah, we're family. Then we go back over to Phoebe who is still listening in the vent. And Patty says that Victor sent her a note and asked her to stop by his hotel after her shift. Then we see upstairs where Patty is picking out an outfit while she's talking to Grams. And 
Graves is saying how it was doomed from the start. You didn't even take his last name. She says, you wouldn't let me. And Graves <laughs> is like, well, that's beside the point. And Patty's like, well, it's not going to hurt us to talk. And Graham says, if husbands were supposed to stay married, God would have made them live longer. <laughs> and we see Phoebe downstairs laughing at what Graham said. Then we cut back to the sunroom where little Prue is saying how they're not supposed to go places with strangers. And Prue says, yes, but we're not strangers, Prue. You're safe with us. And I know that you know in your heart that you can trust us. And that's when little Piper wants them to prove their family and, Prue, and adult Piper is like, prove it. How the hell are we supposed to do that? And Prue is like, Piper. And that's when little Piper's like, your name's Piper too. And she tells them they have the same name and secrets. And that's when she opens this like desk drawer the same way that Phoebe did earlier in the episode. And Prue tells them to follow her. And that's when little Andy walks into the room and he's dressed in a little cowboy outfit and he has like his little fake gun and he's like, freeze. And so Piper freezes the room. And then we see Piper and Prue are also frozen, which I have some thoughts on and I'll come back to. And then Phoebe comes running in and says that their mom is coming and she sees that they're frozen. That's when Patty and Grams are walking down the stairs and says, fine, go, I can't stop you, but I also can't promise I won't teach the girls a spell while you're gone. And Patty's like, can't you just bake cookies with them like the other grandmothers? And Graham says what is probably my favorite line in the episode. The <laughs> recipes they learn from me don't come from Betty Crocker, dear. And that's when Patty yells bye to them from the other room. Little Piper unfreezes everyone. Andy asks where Phoebe came from. Rams is calling for Prue and Piper, but they all run out. Andy tries to follow them and little Piper freezes him. Prue says, okay, maybe that's why Andy's so suspicious of us. And Piper grabs Grams' keys, which are in the same place she's always kept them, and they all head out. Grams sees Andy frozen, and she says, you poor dear, you won't remember a thing, and unfreezes him. And that's when he tells Grams that the strange ladies took the girls, and she is freaking out. So she runs outside where we see the car pulling out of the driveway. And then she like runs back inside and she's still frantic. Yeah. So big scene, a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. So my first thought, I'll go to the very beginning of the scene. So I think it's really cute the way Phoebe, like it's such a little sister thing that she like knows this vent in the house where she could like listen to other people's conversations and like that she used to do that when they were younger and stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the way that they put a bunch of the, I feel like all throughout this episode, they have a lot of little things like that where, you know, the reason they're able to, like even with Piper opening the drawer for little Piper to believe her, like, the way that they are using their history, knowing that they can't use their powers to prove it. So they're using what they know, their knowledge of their family to kind of prove who they really are. I love the way they include that in this episode. Yeah, me too. I also really liked, you know, in that moment where we see both like grown up and little Prue and Piper, like the bickering over the doll and everything. I feel like that's so sibling to like go back to things that happened when you were little and be like, it was you, no, it was you type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, actually like solve who did what. Yeah, it totally is. And I just love, love Grams in this scene. Like 
her personality just shines through in this scene and I love it so much honestly she reminds me a lot of Caitlin the way she's like so honest about everything and like not at all afraid to like give her opinion about what exactly what she thinks about people and like she's gonna do what she wants like it really reminds me of Caitlin a lot yeah me too that is a lot like Caitlin (laughs) for sure but her whole personality and attitude is just great yeah, no, definitely. And I, I honestly see myself and Patty being like, well, it doesn't hurt to go have a conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see AF. that. Literally, that is completely you. It's also a little weird to me that like at a time where, you know, this, these warlocks that were after your kids are still on the loose, like you're just so prepared to leave and go see their ex and get all dolled up for him. Like, you know the maturity level is just not there <laughs> yeah clearly don't have your priorities while straight. ask a question you know I love to ask how old characters are how old do you think Patty is I have no idea I assume she must have had them given Grams's age she must have had the girls early 20s you know that's what I was thinking that. like she was maybe like 19 or 20 when she had Prue maybe like yeah. 22 at the oldest yeah so my guess would be that she's somewhere around my age, between like my age and like 28. Yeah, probably around then. Because ha- what's the age difference between the girls? Two years each, right? I think three years each. Three years each, okay. Yeah. So yeah, she'd probably be, I, I would say under 30 at this point still. Absolutely under 30, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say like um, mid to late 20s. Yeah, probably. I don't understand how Big Piper and Prue were frozen when we've talked about this several times and been told this several times that good witches can't freeze, you know? And just because they're in the past doesn't mean that they aren't witches still, you know? Yeah. And I'm wondering if it relates to the fact that, you know, like one of them has their powers at a time but it's like wouldn't you still be a witch even if you lost your powers exactly because they still are able to or I guess maybe not at this time but I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like a uh they're like they're different people because they come from a different time Mm -hmm. like maybe it has something to do with the fact that adult them doesn't really exist yet yeah so I don't yeah I don't know exactly how they did that but you would think that since I mean no matter where they are they still are witches Mm -hmm. you know yeah so it doesn't it, it didn't make too much sense to me and we don't really get an explanation on why but I guess you can kind of put it together as something to do with that them not really existing yet so their witch selves don't (laughs) I don't know yeah that would be my guess it is a little interesting to me but I guess I can accept it I guess if they don't like totally exist yet um in that form that maybe that means they're not witches currently yeah I guess I guess it could make sense it's just weird the whole 
I feel like, I mean, we obviously haven't gotten to this yet, but all throughout the season, there's, I mean, all throughout the show, there's going to be things with, you know, some timelines and history and all that type of stuff. And it's, I feel like it, I want to see if they're going to keep these things consistent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that history work or like their past works, the present, the future, all of those things. I wonder how, I guess I, I can't really <laughs> say yeah. much about it without spoiling. I'm thinking you know? about that's something that's not a spoiler is I'm pretty sure that when Melinda came to their time, she still had her powers and was but there wasn't obviously more than one of her in that time period. So I guess maybe that's not the best comparison. That's true. And she was also, I guess, going to the future. So you could make the argument that her powers had already existed. Yeah, while that's theirs true. didn't, or they didn't, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. now they're going to the past. So I guess, I guess it's not too too flawed but there's definitely like a tricky thing but how do you figure that out like that's such a hard (laughs) concept to grasp in real life and in a show you know yeah definitely but I think they do their best to make it work as well as they can Mm -hmm. just another thing that was finally verified for us is you know kind of exactly how long they've known Andy so it's literally since they were little kids their whole lives have known each other and it's I think it's so adorable too the fact that he's little I mean I know he's a cowboy here but the guns and being like freeze like his whole life he's wanted to like you get that idea that like oh he's always wanted to be a cop kind of thing you know yeah like sort of like how people see cops as like heroes or like kids do anyway yeah that's kind of how Andy has always kind of envisioned himself being and like when we think about it cowboys were kind of like the cops of like the old west right like they're supposed yeah. to defeat like the bad guys basically and I'm pretty sure that, didn't like, he have like didn't he have like one of those little sheriff badges on yeah like a fake one so yeah he, he was obviously trying to be like yeah I'm the sheriff like cop kind of thing which I, I just think it's really cute that they had him dressed in a little costume like that and come in. Yeah, it was really cute. Graham's unfreezing. Did we want to talk about that? Oh, yes. Because that was one of the things I was talking about before where she does other things like that that aren't one of the three powers given from Melinda Warren. So like I said, like her just unfreezing and her saying you won't remember a thing, I assume that she erased his memory of it mm-hmm. uh kind of thing and just with like a wave of her hand like I wonder where she got that power from if it's supposed to be something that she just has or maybe how her powers have grown because we know that their powers do grow eventually or if she got it from maybe making a potion or casting spells or something to enhance her power Yeah, I think that I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards the second one, Um, just because of something Prue said, I forget if it was two or three episodes ago, about how their powers grow in a way that's related to the power they already have. 
So my guess would be that she did something to kind of strengthen her power or give herself this new power with some type of spell or something like that. Because when we think about it, spoiler to the end of the episode, but they, the girls should have grown up as witches, right? So by times they were in their 20s, where they are in the present day of the show, they should have had this control and this development of their powers. When we think about someone who's Penny's age, who grew up with her powers, we would see that it did get to the point where she knows all these spells, she knows everything about magic because she's had it since her childhood, whereas the girls, where we're seeing them in present day, just came into their powers, so they're kind of still developing it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. So I guess that was also part of it was me wondering oh in the future like are we going to see the girls kind of enhance their powers the way penny did you know and the way grams has like i mean and i wonder if they're gonna get themselves to a point where they do that too because it seems like grams like right now we see the girls anytime we've ever seen a power enhancement or a power change from the charmed ones it's been because they cast the spell and they only do it long enough specifically to like conquer whatever demon they're fighting in that episode but here it seems like Graham's ju- is just going about her day but has given herself these powers you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I wonder if they're just gonna ever get to a point where they just do that on a day-to-day basis as opposed to just doing it when fighting a warlock but then there's the whole personal gain factor which I guess just hasn't seemed too applied to Penny. (laughs) Yeah, that we know of, yeah. Yeah, as far as we know. So I don't know, we'll see, but I'm I'm definitely excited to see how that happens. Yeah. Also, my final thought on this, poor Graham's in this scene because she thinks that three warlocks just kidnapped her granddaughters. I know, seriously. Patty just walked out the door two seconds later she the kids she's supposed to be babysitting are just gone yeah that's that's a mess she was freaking out Mm -hmm. and i don't think i ever knew that victor and patty were actually married like i think i always thought that i guess I, i guess i never really thought about it but i never had the idea because of the last name and the fact that they weren't together I kind of just saw it as like oh you know they just had kids (laughs) didn't get married or something you know yeah which I feel like is normal now but definitely wouldn't have been normal in the 70s but then when Grams is talking about how she didn't even take her last name or his last name I'm like oh they were married it just yeah I think I don't know it never really crossed my mind I don't know yeah, I, I don't Which is why, like, if they... Remembering they so were, were they, like, like mid... I think they were, like, like, separated at this point. So they were, they... like, gonna get divorced, I guess. Yeah, yeah they must have been, like, mid-divorce, and then they tried to make it work because Phoebe was back. But also, if their mom was barely pregnant with Phoebe, that means it's only... They've only been separated for, like, a very short amount of time, no? Yeah, like, my guess is, I mean... I... Not that, like, this is always the case, but we can assume that, like, Patty is probably, like, two, maybe, like, three months pregnant at most. Yeah. 
So we have to assume that this split happened sometime in the last couple of months or that, you know, they had a, you know, reconciliation at some point, we'll just say. <laughs> we'll make up sex. We'll make up sex, exactly. Of the sort. A little break up sex. <laughs> oh, true. Could have gone either way. <laughs> um, well, yeah, aside from that, I think pretty much went through everything in that scene, no? Yeah, I think I'm good there. Okay. All right. So after this, we are, we move to a park and Phoebe is sitting on the bench. Prue is standing in front of little Prue and Piper holding a ball. And she asks, okay, when we see a bad guy, what do we do? And little Prue starts teasing Piper about like, oh, you're going to cry. And she's like, I am not. I'm going to freeze him. And then little Prue is like, and then I'm going to move him. And then Prue's like, and then we all, and they're like, run like the wind. So then they start practicing with the ball and she throws the ball in the air. They freeze it, move it. And then they're like, can we do it again? And Prue's like, yeah, okay, you guys practice it for a little over there in this open park in front of everybody, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Prue sits down with Phoebe while they go to practice. And Phoebe's like, those girls have major juice. Like they can control, they have control, they can aim. And Prue's like, well, they've had their powers a lot longer than we have. Um, I mean, did, I think, Prue struggling with the tenses of, you know, past, present. And then she's like, well, what do you think happened to our powers when we were kids? And Prue says, well, we lost a lot growing up. So somehow we must have lost them too. And then Piper comes up and says that she found a payphone and found out that mom is working till five and Nicholas until six. And Prue says, the girls are ready. Phoebe's like, well, I'm not. And they both kind of look at her like, what? <laughs> and she says, mom died before I could grab onto enough to keep her alive in my head. And now she's here alive and pregnant with me. If we stop Nicholas, we have to go back to our own time. And there's no mom there. And Piper says, we don't have a choice, Phoebe. And then they look over at little Prue and Piper who are running around laughing. And then all of a sudden a cop car pulls up, one cop car and like 17 cops walk out of the car. <laughs> Did you notice that? That there yes. was like six cops that walked out of that one cop car? <laughs> someone was sitting on someone's lap in the back. Yeah, I know. Literally, they just kept appearing out of nowhere. None of them were Daryl or Andy. Um, so maybe back in the 70s they had a few more cops in San Francisco I don't know um but then they are like excuse me ladies is that your car and they all kind of just sit there staring like nah shit you know yeah now before <laughs> we, got we dissect this scene what if they had gotten out of the car and every single one of them was T.W. King and Dorian Gray <laughs> porn stashes just walk out oh my god and like a little, little afro or something <laughs> just different versions of them that would be so funny I'm surprised that they didn't put because this show is so I feel like they do a lot of uh kind of like cliche or like 
little things like that where like I would have seen them I could have seen them having Daryl's dad walk out you know that's what I'm saying because we know that Andy's dad was a cop so like I'm surprised it wasn't like their parents but it was them yeah I'm surprised that they didn't like throw that in or like include that that it was their Daryl and Andy's dads or something walking out of the car being the cops because I I could totally see this show doing that you know (laughs) to me this was just more you know practicing for their plan and everything yeah but I liked this scene I mean I really liked seeing the little kids using their powers and again I feel like we get a lot of the analysis from Phoebe and Prue themselves talking about what's going on like they kind of did our job for us and saying, you know, that the girls had their powers longer and kind of like speculating on what must have happened to their powers. So I feel like they literally did what we do. Yeah, exactly. They were kind of, they did the analysis for us. And I also want to point out, like, it is, it kind of makes me sad to see. I mean, I know she's so young at this time, but like, you see the innocence in Prue that we like always heard she kind of never had, you know? that she kind of had to grow up really fast and here we get to see her before she was ever put in a position like that and she's just a little kid and it just made me wonder like wow what if things had had turned out differently how how different crew might be you know yeah no I that that is such a good point and then for some reason it never occurred to me like this is this is Prue before she had to take on any adult responsibility like she was still just a little girl here yeah and she didn't get to have that for much longer. Like she was, she had what, two, three more years, right? I think they said three years, three years or something. Yeah, I think Phoebe, Phoebe was, was almost three when their mother died. So she has at the most like three and a half years left with her mom yeah, at this point. exactly. So it's just so crazy that like here is our only opportunity to see or hear about innocent crew, you know? Yeah. yeah. Aside from that, like you said, they kind of just did the analysis for us, so I don't have much else to talk about there. Yeah. So then we go to a hotel, and we see Patty walking down the hallway, and she's, like, all nervous. It's very cute. She knocks on a door and enters the room, and she calls for Victor. Nicholas is standing there, and he pushes her against the wall and handcuffs her from behind, and he's like, I can't have you freeze me, Patty. That would ruin everything. She, like, gets away from him and recognizes him. He tells her that Victor was just a trick to get her there because she's kind of like, where's Victor? Like, worried about him. And that's when Patty hits him, and he starts using his blood-boiling power on her when she tries to run away. So I thought it was associated with the ring, but I guess that was always his power. (coughs) Oh, yeah, because it was before he had the ring on. (laughs) yeah you're all right <laughs> I know I like how I've like literally choking to death and you continue talking <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah good instead of uh, trying to perform the Heimlich over zoom I know seriously what am I gonna do oh god anyway but, um, what were you saying yeah let me sorry I lost my place because I was choking to death okay yeah so you know She's trying to run away, and she asks, what do you want? And he goes, what does any warlock want? I want your power, Patty. 
at least that's what I wanted at first until I realized you're the mother of the charmed ones. And she says that he's wrong. She only has two children. And he tells her that the premonition she had was from her unborn child. He like wiretapped their phone or something. Interesting technology considering it's like 1974, but okay. And she tells him about the three warlocks and he says that he saw them too. Then starts whispering something and that's when she like slides down to the ground and he goes, I got to you first. And he goes and gets his ring from the other room and returns. And she says, don't hurt them. And he tells her that there's another option and she like closes her eyes and that's the end of that scene. Yeah. So here we see where the pact came from, but we also see that they weren't able to stop the pact. So can't wait to see how they get out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have more to say about that, but I, I kind of have to wait still further along in the episode. So now we move on to jail <laughs> and we see Piper, Phoebe, and Prue in a jail cell. And Piper's like, I can't believe we got arrested for kidnapping ourselves. And Prue starts joking around like, well, it, it will make for a pretty interesting defense. And Piper's like, not having it. And she's like, we're not just stuck in jail, we're stuck in the past. And Phoebe's like, well, bright side, maybe we can get to know mom better. Or in my case, finally. I mean, if we really are stuck here, we might as well take advantage of it, right? Maybe we can even keep her from dying this time. And then Prue and Piper kind of look down. And then all of a sudden, Patty approaches outside the cell and Agar tells her she has five minutes. And they all stand up and start looking over there. And she just looks at them and she says, how'd you know I was pregnant? Who are you people? And Phoebe's like, with a big smile on her face, <laughs> she's like, your daughters. And she looks at them all and they're all kind of like, ugh. And Phoebe smiles. And that is how that jail scene ends. I like that in all these scenes with Phoebe, we're seeing her mention more and more like how desperately she really does want mom to like want their mom to stay, you know, and want her to stay alive and be a part of their lives. Like in the beginning, she kind of tried to convince herself that she was over her mom's death and over the idea of seeing her mom. Uh, but we find out more and more like she's the one that's kind of pressing the issue the most, you know? Yeah, because I think for Phoebe, it's like Prue and Piper have memories of their mom that they can like kind of cling to and like use that to help them cope with their grief. Like Phoebe doesn't have that. So I think that her experience of losing her mom is very different because she what she lost is more the idea of a mom like they knew their mom and Phoebe's like well I finally have this chance to know her too yeah and I think that that's like even harder to let go of yeah Um, I think I think as much as she maybe had gotten herself over the idea of it and probably comforted herself now that she has it right in front of her knowing that like she finally got something that she's always wanted and never in her life had unlike the other two it's it's definitely a lot harder for her to let go of yeah yeah but yeah I mean other than that I just I think the ending of this scene is so cute and I'm really excited to move into the next scene after me too all right 
So then we're standing outside the police station and the sisters are all standing by their car and Patty approaches them. She's like, okay, I bailed you out. You just better not be warlocks. And Prue says, we wouldn't have needed you to bail us out if we were. And, you know, Patty tells them that the little ones are at home with Grams and that she found out from Grams that they'd been arrested and decided to go see them. And Prue says, did you tell her about us? And Patty says, no, I wouldn't have known what to say. I didn't know who you were myself. And she's telling them how they're all so beautiful and they're all smiling, but like they look kind of sad too at the same time. She touches Phoebe's face and tell her she must have named her after her favorite aunt and says that she's a miracle because, you know, Patty didn't think she could get pregnant again. And Prue says, we've cast a spell to come back in time to help you, to stop you from making a pact with a warlock named Nicholas. And that's when she says, then you're too late. I thought I was going to see Victor, your father, but it turned out to be a trap. He tried to kill me, Phoebe too. I had to give him immunity to your powers in exchange for your lives. I'd rather love you as mortal daughters than have to mourn you as dead witches. And Piper says, well, he's going to kill us anyway. And Patty says, not until Phoebe's born and the powers are complete. So what she was doing was buying time, hoping that Grams could figure out a way for them to get out of this. And she says that she's going to be so thrilled when she sees you, the charmed ones. And they're all hugging. And like we see from the girls' faces as they're hugging their mom, they're like tearing up and crying. And it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a cute scene. And so now we know how the pact happened and exactly what their mom's thought process was behind when, or what her thought process was when she agreed to let Nicholas have immunity from their powers. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I like here that the show doesn't always do, so it didn't show us her making the pact because it was going to tell us exactly what she did when she told her daughters. So I liked that we didn't have to see it three times like we sometimes have to, where we see it in scene and then it gets repeated in exposition three more times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely have gotten better at that with this episode. And then... I'm excited for the next scene too because I just I love this scene and Grams's attitude in it. <laughs> yeah. So I think we can move into that if you want to. Okay. Then we go back to the manor and Grams is sitting on a chair pretty much grilling them because she doesn't believe that they aren't warlocks still. And she's asking them all these questions about like their history and saying what's my husband's name which who is melinda warren and they they're kind of all the girls are each answering the different questions that she has and then she's like what's ibm selling for at your time and patty's like mom and she's like what and then she's like it's not the time for personal game gain and then james is like okay well fine and then she's like well look at you the three of you Oh, Patty, I always knew I would be the one to deliver the charmed ones. <laughs> Once removed, of course, because they're all looking at her like this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then they start talking about the pact with Nicholas. And Graham says that, you know, we must keep the girls safe until we can reverse it. I'll have to bind their powers, strip them from the little ones so Nicholas can't get a hold of them. It doesn't have to be done right away. As soon as Phoebe's born, I'll cast a spell and suspend the powers. 
and then they're like well that's what you did and he still came after us now and piper says that they don't even remember having their powers when they're little and grams was like she said how old were you guys when you got your powers and piper's like well we just got them and Grams is like, what? I unbound your powers without having broken the pact? Why would I do that? Unless I died, which of course would automatically, and then she kind of sees them all looking down like, oh, so she did die. And then Grams gets up and she's like, well, I guess I'm not going to make it to the next millennium, huh? And they all kind of look around sad. And then Phoebe's like, well, speaking of that, mom going to tell her that she also dies. And then Grams cuts her off and she's like, no, we shouldn't talk anymore about the future because they can't tamper with anything in the past but the pact. And Prue says, well, we missed our chance to stop the pact. And Grams was like, well, there's a reason for that. It's not, e- it's not as easy to change the past as you might think. And if you do it incorrectly, everything will change. The evil that you've vanquished, the good you've done, none of it may have ever happened. And Piper says, well, we have to change this. We can't just go back and let him kill us. And Patty says, the only way to vanquish him in your time would be for me to unbless the ring, take away his immunity. It's in a drawer in his hotel room. And Patty uh, says she'll go and steal it, but they don't want to risk anything happening to her in this time. The girls decide that they should go. And then Graham says that while they're gone, she'll write a spell to get them back to their own time. Piper's like, wait, you can do that? <laughs> and Graham's is like, well, witches fear. We can do anything. And Phoebe, looking at her mom, is like, I wish that were true. And then they walk out. So here, I feel like, I guess, I guess it's fine because obviously a big part of this episode, the, the point of it was pretty much just a blast from the past you know seeing their history I feel like but also it's like weirdly easy that he just left the ring in the hotel room you know <laughs> like this ring that he just worked so hard to get blessed you know what I mean yeah yeah I get what you're saying like I don't know but why I guess he's, he's not like for. worried about anything happening to it Because I feel like that's one of the downfalls of villains is, like, they're always so, like, cocky, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't feel like he needs to, like... Be concerned about that. Yeah. That's true, I guess. I guess that makes sense. I also love Grams so much in this scene, I'll say that. Um, I love her personality. I think she's so funny. I think the actress who plays her has really great comedic timing with every line in this scene. Yeah, me too. I love Grams. Her attitude and everything, everything about her is just my favorite. She's, her confidence is just, I love it. Yeah, and it makes me think, you know, not to say that, like, Patty's a bad mom, but, like, I feel like the girls are really lucky that they were, like, raised by Grams. Obviously, I wish they could have been raised by their mom, too, but I feel like if they lost one parent, like, at least they still had this amazing, like, second person to raise them. Yeah. Yeah, they were still able to have someone take care of them, be there for them, and raise them well. I mean, look at how they grew up to be these great girls, you know? 
Yeah, and I think we see, like, a sass in all of the sisters, and I just, like, get the idea that, like, Grams is where they all got that. Oh, 100%. I don't know where Piper got her, like, shyness from or her fear, like, the worry, you know, her anxiety. Maybe Patty, because, like, look at the way she was, like, so nervous to go see Victor and everything. Yeah, that's true. I like that they have... I I wonder if they probably... They probably did do that on purpose, like, have their personality traits kind of have similarities in them yeah definitely but yeah I mean I like the plan I think things are looking good so far and I'm hopeful that it'll work yeah me too so we'll see what happens yep so then we're at a the hotel and Phoebe is picking the lock and Prue is kind of like oh well like I'm not surprised you know how to do this like teasing her and stuff and they mentioned that Piper is the lookout as they go in. Um, this is a super quick scene. Prue goes in, she finds the ring in the drawer, and they say that they have to take it to their mom. Yeah. So then we're back at the manor and we're in the attic. And Patty and Grams are sitting on the floor by an altar. That's when the sisters enter and Prue gives her the ring. They explain the plan. And while they're doing all of this, Phoebe is in the background and we see she's writing something on a piece of paper and we see that it says mom be careful on February 28th 1978 or a warlock will drown you and Grams is saying that they'll arrive back in the moment they left and hopefully Nicholas will no longer have immunity and they'll be ready to defeat him. Phoebe walks over to them and she places the note inside the book before she walks over. Everyone's hugging and kind of saying their goodbyes it's really cute. Grams is like to Phoebe, you're going to be a handful, aren't you? And Phoebe's like, you'll learn to love me. <laughs> and then there's more hugs. Everyone's tearing up. The sisters all stand together and they're holding hands and Grams tries the spell. Nothing happens. So Patty takes her hand and they say it together. That's when like these orbs appear and they all disappear and Grams is like, you did well, Patty. They're fabulous. And both of them are crying. And Patty's like, I just hope they're safe. Then the girls appear right back where they were. And Grams is like, what happened? Patty asks them where they went. And Piper says they didn't go anywhere. Then they start arguing over the spell. And Piper says that maybe they need the power of three. And Phoebe says the only problem is it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. You know, I think that this is, I like the way they kind of play with us here where we get the idea that the story's over when it's not over yet. Yeah. I thought that was a really effective tool. And I like that we get this like goodbye scene before we get the real goodbye scene. So I like, I like this kind of like false step. In the yeah, I, I think it's cool that they did that. I don't think they've really done something like that before. And the emotion in this scene is also really, really cute and mm -hmm. touching, I think. Yeah, I agree. So then Phoebe, we're in the attic again, and Phoebe says, well, maybe this is our destiny. And Graham says, no, not for the charmed ones. And Piper says, well, we don't exist yet. And Patty realizes that they do. And she's like, well, Phoebe gave me that premonition, so she must have powers in the womb. And she thinks that if she can grab little Piper and little Prue to do the spell with her, it might work. And then 
Nicholas enters the house looking for his ring and they all hear him. And then Graham says to Patty, you and Piper get the girls and we'll fend him off. So they head out, Phoebe goes to the book and grabs the note real quick and puts it in her pocket and joins them. And then on the stairs, Grams tries using her power on Nicholas and she throws him. And they tell her not to get too close and to go upstairs because they don't want to risk her getting hurt. So she runs upstairs and starts the spell with their mom. And then Phoebe kicks him and they're kind of, you know, fighting off Nicholas. And then in the attic, Piper brings the girls up with her and Patty is starting to teach the little ones how to say the spell and they all hold hands. And then downstairs, Prue breaks a chair over Nicholas's back. And in the attic, they're doing the spell and Prue and Phoebe come running back up and they ask if the ring is unblessed and Graham says, yes, but there wasn't time to test it. So Phoebe then takes a picture of her mom and the little girls holding hands on her belly and she smiles and Prue says, well, how will we know if it worked? And Graham says, you won't. And since time will pick up right where it left off, he won't either. Downstairs, we see Nicholas starting to wake up and then back in the attic, Graham's hugs the girls and says goodbye again. And Patty and the little ones hug them too. They all say their real goodbyes this time. And they hold her belly and start doing the spell as Nicholas is running up the stairs. And then the orbs appear and the girls go back to their own time. And Prue's like, it worked, we're back. And Nicholas is running up the stairs, but this time in the present, back to where we were at the beginning of the episode. And the girls run to the book and Nicholas enters and he says, time is up. And then he holds out his hand with the ring on and Prue uses her power to throw him back. And she's like, okay, it works, <laughs> it works. He gets up, but Piper freezes him, and they start looking through the book and find the Nicholas must die spell that Grams must have just written for them in that time. And she also left a little potion bag in the book. And then Phoebe says the spell as Prue pours the ingredients, and then he gets all twisty and weird lights, and then he explodes into purple orbs while yelling and the ring lands on the floor. And Prue's like, wow, I'm really glad I never got on Graham's bad side. <laughs> and that was the end of that scene, end of Nicholas. Yeah, RIP Nicholas. Seriously, we're gonna miss, you will be missed. <laughs> I don't know why I don't even like, I can't think of too much to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, the goodbyes was cute. I love the little picture and the way Phoebe took that picture of them with their mom. I thought it was cute the way they, like, hold her belly to, like, do the spell with Phoebe. Yeah, it was really adorable. It was cool the way they kind of got themselves out of it and tied that in, the fact that in the very beginning she had a premonition from Phoebe in the stomach and then that helped them later in the end knowing that Phoebe has her powers in the womb, you know, mm -hmm. and so they were able to send them back home. I like the way that they did that. Yeah, and you know, as much as like changing things in the past to affect the present, like is always confusing to me, like things that play around with time always get me confused. 
but um like it worked for me like i understood kind of how it would work and like it made sense i'm sure if i started like really thinking about it i would start getting confused because again like i said like messing with timelines always does that to me but this works for me and i so, like this ending so the part that doesn't really work for me mm-hmm. in the past nicholas is still running up the stairs to get his ring back and in the present that hasn't changed at all like nicholas is still grabbing the ring from them. so how did they get through that in the past like they're in the attic still being attacked whether the girls leave or stay so what did they give him the ring back and he didn't kill them and that's my guess my guess is that like he got the ring back and maybe like Grams was able to like send him off and he didn't really want to fuck with Grams. Yeah, probably. And he probably just assumed the ring was still blessed. Yeah. But then it also doesn't make sense because at this point, now Grams would know what Nicholas looks like. So him stopping by every year to send the flowers yeah. he would know that it's him no yeah yeah see and this is why i can't think too much about time <laughs> stuff because now you're right you're right you just picked a million holes in it and now i don't understand it so, <laughs> so who knows but um i assume maybe because i think we've noticed grams can be very was very like strong-willed about not changing the past and have we come in, have we, like, talked about Grams before? Has she been in the scene? We only saw the scene, have we ever seen Grams before? In the I don't think we have. I think we've only heard about her before. Yeah, must have been. For some reason, I, I feel like we. There's another flashback episode early in season two. Yeah. But so we maybe... haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I guess not. I guess this is our first time seeing Grams too, but I wonder if maybe she did some sort of memory erasing spell to kind of not affect, like, so that on herself, so that she wouldn't remember, like, that she would die and that they came and everything. Exactly. In order to kind of keep things going the way they had to for the future to turn out the same. Maybe. Because I feel like, I mean, we get the idea that Grams is a smart enough witch to know that just being there is enough to kind of cause some changes. Yeah, you're right. So we'll just, we'll just say that's what happened and maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. And like, small spoiler, this isn't the last time we'll deal with people returning from the past, present, or future and it making me confused about the timeline. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, believe me. (laughs) So then we move to the final scene of the episode. We are in the manor and it's the next morning. And just before I get into the scene, a little side note, like Prue's hair looks so fucking cute in this scene. Like I'm obsessed with her hair and the little like braids. Like I think she looks so cute. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so Phoebe and Piper are sitting at the table and there's the photos out. Oh, I'm sorry, Phoebe and Prue are sitting at the table and photos are out in front of them. 
Piper walks in with the flowers from Nicholas and Phoebe's like talking about how she can't stop thinking about mom, how I lost her and then I found her again. And Prue's like, I'm just glad you finally have memories of her. Piper puts the flowers down on the table and she's like, they both look at her and she's like, what? I'm supposed to throw out perfectly good flowers because they came from a creep. If that was the rule, we'd never have flowers in this house. (laughs) And, you know, Prue's kind of like, I mean, he was more than a creep. He tried to kill us. And Phoebe said that she's glad that Nicholas gave her the chance to meet mom. And Piper says, we all wanted to save mom, Phoebes, but Graham said we can't change our destiny. And that's when Phoebe tells them that she wrote a note and put it in the book. She says, every time I've made a wish, I've wished for time with mom. And I hoped in my heart that someday, somehow that wish would come true. And when it finally did, I didn't want to let her go. But then I realized I had to let her go. So I took the note and I put it in my pocket. And Prue's kind of like rubbing her arm and she's like, maturity sucks, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Phoebe agrees. And then Piper pulls out the picture that Phoebe took. And she goes, it's a pretty good one of us. But once again, not a great one of you, Phoebes. And Phoebe says, are you kidding? That is the best picture of me I've ever taken. And they all smile. Such a cute little ending. I love it. So I love this scene. I really like the way that we get to see this kind of like wrap up of Phoebe's feelings about her mom. And I like that she confesses what she did to her sisters and we kind of get her rationale for why she finally decided not to go through with it. I also like, you know, the way she now has these memories with mom, right? And so that photo reminds her that even though, you know, she's not technically in the picture because she's not born yet, like, she took that photo like she got to spend time with her mom and that is a memory for her even if it's not because that's what she wanted out of the photos right was to have memories with mom yeah that's pretty much her sole memory now Mm -hmm. so that is cute and it was very it, it was nice to see that and to have the girls understand that you know as much as they want this to happen like want their mom to stay or want to stay with their mom they know that it's it's just not right. Like it takes a lot of strength to do what they did, honestly. Yeah. And I think also it kind of part of the idea must've came from when Melinda Warren came to see them and they didn't want her to leave either, but she knew that it wasn't their time and that, or it wasn't her time and they couldn't, you know? Yeah. So they kind of seem to keep learning that lesson that they can't change those things yeah and that makes me kind of wonder like what it must be like to have this ability to spend time with people from your past or people from your future and meet them and then have to give that up because I feel like like I always say like it's so much easier to have never had something than to like have something and then lose it yeah but I don't know if it's but it's also at the same time it's like well having that experience sometimes is better than never having it yeah it's like such a catch-22 in that way like the fact that they still have the opportunity to sometimes see them if they really needed to or wanted to again they they really could you know yeah Mm -hmm. so I can't wait to see how you know if we see them again 
if her mom comes in if their mom comes in more grants and all of that like I like that we get to see more of their family starting to come in the show yeah and I also like because I feel like last week's episode ending was a little heavy where we saw kind of like Andy on the trail of magic and everything and then we kind of have a break from that like we're reminded of it because you know Prue has that one line where she's like oh well this must be why Andy's so suspicious of us um Mm -hmm. so I wonder if we're going to return to that in next week's episode that's kind of what I'm thinking at the end of this episode because we did take a break from that ongoing storyline here yeah they're never going to let us completely let go but (laughs) but I can't wait to see how how it comes back with Andy because like we did talk about you know it seems like he's on the brink of figuring things out Uh, and you know what that makes me wonder that I never thought about Hmm. up until like right this moment so you know I've been talking about how I wanted there to be like a season-long villain arc yeah is it Andy like he's on the trail of figuring out their magic is he our season-long villain now that's what I'm wondering oh yeah maybe maybe it is like a season-long we're gonna find out if how Andy like, goes about it, you know? His reaction could go either way. Yeah, because I feel like the season one journey is really, like, the girls discovering their powers, but also Andy discovering their powers. Like, from episode one, I feel like we've been building to that just as much as we've been building to, like, them discovering magic. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait to see how that plays out, because, I mean, you're right. I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, because I feel like that's one of the only, like, continuous all the way through the season storylines we've had. It definitely is. This is definitely a big storyline going on underneath, like, the main one that we've been seeing throughout all season. I never really thought about it. Yeah. Um, Any other final thoughts on this episode? Not really. I think we pretty much said it all. I'm really glad we got to have an episode where we we learned more and saw more about their history, you know? Yeah. And I love having episodes where we get to, as much as I love dissecting and kind of like critiquing, I love episodes where we have so many positive things to say about the episode. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad that we were finally able to find out why like what the reason was that they just got their powers when we knew that, you know, Grams and their mom had been witches their whole lives. Like we never really got any idea as to why they didn't get their powers until they were older until now. Yeah, definitely. So it's nice that they had us figure that out and we finally got to understand that. Yeah. And I always love backstory. Like I love a good flashback. So me too. Me too. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season one, episode 18, when bad warlocks go good.